Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode where we are talking about yet another change to the share control in Microsoft 365 apps. We'll talk all about the wonderful or not so wonderful changes. Um, have you ever sent a meeting invite in and to people and just you didn't realize they were in different time zones and and maybe it just was in really bad timing. Well, there's an update going to show it in Teams, the meeting participants time zones. It's going to be fantastic. We'll cover that. And then even more stuff in your Teams activity feed. This one is meeting invites and meeting information. So stick around for episode 317 of the 365 Mr. Center Show for those messages and more. Let's roll it. Welcome everyone. Well, we turned away though. Yes, we did. Well, there's a lot of updates. I, you know, if you've been paying attention to the message center, there's a lot of dates that have slipped, uh, including some that we covered last week. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, welcome everybody. Uh, I am your Northern hemisphere host, Daniel Glenn. And over there is your Southern hemisphere host. You're pointing, you got to point down. If you're the Northern Hemisphere, we've got to get oh, these directions. Right. Yeah, Over there. Yeah, okay, Daryl, right, right. yep. the man, Webster's at your service. Yeah. Something like that, right? <laughs> Close. I mean, we've been friends for years, and, and you can't even get my tagline right. I'll get Amazing. it. Maybe I'll get it. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's good to be here, people. Uh, and we do have uh, a full stack of messages from, no, we've got one which isn't Teams. <laughs> yeah, this mess. This uh, episode of the Message Center Show is brought to you by Microsoft Teams and OneDrive and SharePoint and apps and such. Yeah. Um, while you wait for us to get started, which we will right after this, go ahead and smash that like button. Give us a subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we we greatly appreciate if you would share out this URL on LinkedIn. Maybe Twitters or or X, whatever you want to call it, uh, whatever application, maybe all of them, and just say, "Hey, I watch this, and you should too." We would greatly appreciate that, uh, so others can find us and join in on the fun as well, right, Daryl? We love fun. Yeah, we had some we had some good commentary last week, we did. Um, and you know, being it was our first episode back for 2024, um, it was it was good to hear you all and your thoughts. Hey, um, Absolutely. So, Daniel, m moving on with our first one. Yes. Um, this is this one's important because uh, we have probably some of us have been trying out or using new teams. We've flicked the switch and we've we've been trying that out. I know that it's been a gradual process to put our trust and and faith in something that um, you know, making sure that it's meeting all of our needs. Uh, but there is a date. That is important uh, related to the changeover. So, classic Teams users to be updated to the new Teams after March thirty first, twenty twenty four. That's not far away. MC seven o six three nine six. I mean, that is the 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 essential big piece of this message, Daniel. There's a bit of detail in there about things to think about and and what to do and. 
from an admin point of view about policies to change. Um, but effectively, the, the main thing is, and I want to say this from a change management point of view, you can either not do anything about it and it'll just happen. <laughs> or what this message is encouraging you to do is you've got three months. Let's just, just take the time that you've got left, prepare a bit of messaging, change people over so that they're prepared within your timing. And so it's not so much of a shock. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I was one of those users that came kicking and screaming over to the new teams uh, because of some of the gaps in functionality that initially it had. And um, I am now on fully on new teams. The, and this is a bit of a reminder message, you know, letting, Hey, mm. everyone keep in mind, this date is pretty important and it's important, uh, for you to do exactly what Daryl just said. It, do not let this date happen to you, you know, and to your users, make this transition happen on your timetable and in the way that works best for your organization and your users. So mm. it's coming whether you want it to or not. So let's focus on making sure you're doing all of those uh, adoption campaign activities. Yes, you're, you're training and helping people understand what the differences are, but you're also letting people know, here's how you do this thing, you know, that maybe has changed. Um, and you're also getting that software pre-installed, you know, those kind of things, right? Daryl, we, we've got to be hmm. proactive instead of reactive with this one because it's coming and, and it's the, the software that everybody's using anyway, right? So we have yeah. to be proactive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Take the time that you've got left. Now, there's just a couple of things uh, uh, in and around because this is mostly about user experience um, from a standard desktop point of view. <clears throat> It's there is a, a longer deadline available for teams with uh, virtual desktop infrastructure environments. So you have till 30th of June, and the order update timeline, um, the 31st of March, does not affect or impact Teams Rooms, Microsoft Teams Room, and Surface Hub devices. You've got a bit more time to work with that. So really, uh, it focuses all on people, people experience within uh, a desktop environment. So do do plan ahead. Um, Daniel, um, this one, this one's the the one message that is not about teams this week, but it is <laughs> as important. And I think you mentioned in in our yeah. intro, it's changed a few times in the last year or so. Yes, it has. <laughs> Let's read the title, you know, so we're all <clears throat> get on started on the right foot before everything crashes and crumbles. Uh, invite <laughs> people you choose in the share control in Microsoft 365 apps, MC 706173. I don't understand the title. So can we just move on from that? Because we've always been able to invite people we choose in the share control. Can we I, make a side comment about that though, as responsible people who, who um, are always promoting use the message center admins, just make sure you read the messages. Uh, I mean, yeah. I can glance through the list and sometimes see a, a title like that and go, eh, and carry on and miss something completely important. Yeah, absolutely. This one, this one is important because it affects the sharing dialogue that that control box, you know, that comes up and when you want to share content. And this is in in three sixty five apps across the board. 
from OneDrive and SharePoint, all of them, right? Use this same control, which I think is a great improvement when they did that, right? Because it was different, a different look and feel. Well, they've made changes over the past several months to this share and control. And, and I'll, I'll go ahead and admit it, Daryl. My favorite version was several versions back. Uh, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you several versions back. Because what they're doing, and you can look at the screenshots, uh, and I'll, we'll give a little bit more detail, but look at the screenshots. Th with this, the first thing I noticed was the settings cog or gear has moved from uh, the top, mm. and now it's beside the copy link. Okay. Um, yep. And okay, fine. Um, I, I understand why it's doing that because it actually applies to the link. Uh, the, and then really it's focusing on this message is focused on, well, you can, you're going to add the people there into, you know, the top line, you can tell whether they're viewing or, or editing or all of that. Uh, or you can do just the link and, you know, set the settings on the gear. Well, but now, not only are we moving that gear down, but we're also removing that line of text that was below the message area that tells you what you're doing, meaning tells you what kind of link you are creating. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it, and it just, I know, simple is nice. Okay. But this is not a simple thing. Mm. And what I mean by that is when you're sharing, what I have seen organizations, what's been happening is oversharing is people are just throwing people's names in there. Oh, I'm sharing with you. And they click invite and it's done. And yes, you have access. Great. I want you to view that and let me know what you think. Well, what you just did was you sent them an edit link, right? Or, mm -hmm. um, or vice versa. You, you sent it and he sent a view on there like, Hey, I need to edit this. You know, we, we talked about that. Oh, I need to do another one. Um, or I click copy link because that's, that's all I want to do anyway. I, I'm sending you a link. Can you give me a link to that document? Yep. Copy link. There you go. There's your link. Well, this link doesn't work for me because you know, blah, whatever, because it's not the right setting. Mm. When they removed all those settings, Daryl from the screen itself, that's that's the version I liked way back in the day. It wasn't simple, but this isn't simple because you have not only do you have what do you want to allow the person to do, but who are the people you want? Not just specific people, but is this a link that goes to everyone, you know, that is that outside your organization as well? Mm -hmm. uh, is it a link that um, that maybe you want to create for um that's giving everyone the organization access as long as they have the link. I mean, mm. there's just, it's not easy. It's not simple. And I don't just mo hiding things and moving things around. Doesn't make it simpler. Okay. Yeah. I'm off my soapbox. I mean, am I going, am I off the mark here, Daryl, in, in your mind with this? What are no, your thoughts on I, some of these changes here? I, I, that what the one that I noticed, um, that I think is going to be important it actually drives to the, the beginning of the message. The message uh, talks about getting feedback from customers yeah. uh, that they've gone through this flow of, I'm going to share this link using this dialogue box. That's going to send an email. 
and I've popped in the name, I've dropped in a little message to say, hey, check out this document. And oops, I think I might have overshared this, um, that it's not specific enough. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like, this is a simplified dialogue box. I remember that was what, what they first talked about when they brought it all into that thing and started to uh, hide some more of the settings underneath the, the gear. That's right. That people are, they're taking the defaults. They're not really bothering to, to choose what type of link because potentially they haven't had good training or good advice around, you know, what or these links are for and when you might choose them. The organization's yeah. made a choice for them for what the mm -hmm. default link is. And I think right. the most secure option, of course, is specific people, a specific link. So you're mm. only sharing it to the, the people that you name in that box. Um, and now that, that, that the text that you talked about, there used to be, this is the type of link that you're sharing. Now that that's missing, I think that's going to <laughs> contribute to the problem. If people can't see what type of link they're sharing, um, yeah. then they potentially will overshare. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would rather see um, a, a non-simplified <laughs> version of this. And I mean, what I mean by that is I, I want, I want to, if I click copy link, I, I, uh, you know, I, this may be heresy or something, but I would rather it pop up and ask me what kind of link I want rather than it being the simple thing. I want it to yeah. go do you want this to be in anyone, but you know, that whole section, you know, what kind of link do I want to create? Yeah. If I click that copy, that's what I want to pop up. And then it just, okay, I've created that link for you. It's, it's on your clipboard. Uh, mm. I feel like that's really what needs to happen, especially for the copy link bit. Um, yeah. When we're talking about inviting people, you're right. It, when I come to this, it, especially for organizations who have, have not changed this and, and it's right, you know, edit is the default. They go in and add somebody's name and they send it off and they don't realize what's happening. They don't realize that they're oversharing, which as you so wonderfully pointed out was kind of apparently the point of this and why they, they wanted to change this. So all that said, want you to be want you to understand this is what's coming. So just like we were talking about before in the, in the message prior, you need to be intentional about this. I will say I already have this. Uh, I went and looked and why said, Oh, that? well, why is I, that though? I went and looked to say, I want to see what it looks like to compare it to the screenshots. And I, I went, Nope, yeah. I already have it. Well, the reason why <laughs> is it's rolling out targeted release. And it says beginning early January. Well, it is not early January anymore. We are two weeks, uh, past two weeks into January. So mid-ish January. We're mid-ish January. So this was before-ish. <laughs> it it started rolling out. Um, so this is one of those. When did we receive this notification or message? January twelfth. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So mid mid-ish. Mid-ish. So anyway. Uh, and yeah. it'll be expected to be, to be completed late January. So you may already have it if you're targeted release. Although, you know, your production tenant should not be targeted release for everybody. Right. We all know that. Right. Okay. Uh, standard release late January to early February. So like it or not, this is what's coming. So you're going to need to teach your users. You know, this has changed so much in the past year and a half.
that you've probably already have communications that you sent out to users or made available. Just bring those back. <laughs> You're going to have to just rehash well, it, change out the screenshots. Here's an idea, Daniel. Here's an <laughs> idea because it has changed a lot and it is yeah. a critical piece because we share files all the time mm -hmm. within our organizations with people. I think yeah. we need a community of practice. I think we yep. need to have like a whole community that's dedicated to talking about the change a whole and one. sharing best practice. You should have a whole success stories. <laughs> community. Share me your success stories. You know, I want to praise Daniel for, for the way that praise he shares. The way he shared this. It's going to be great, people. So just rehash yep. those communications you just sent out whenever it was five months ago, four months yep. ago when they changed it last. Say so here they've changed it again. Um, there yep. you go. So that's when it's happening. Daryl, since this episode is brought to you by Microsoft Teams, we need to get back on to Teams. Yeah, why and, not? And <laughs> uh, I want to schedule a meeting with you. Uh, and you're in a different time zone. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. People that know. Uh, tell us all about yeah. some changes around that. Yes. Uh, so with uh, Microsoft Teams meeting participants time zone, MC706177. Uh, something that I'm seeing already uh, working for an organization using TAP and loving it. Uh, very, very useful for organizations that have team members in different time zones. Uh, that when you go to schedule a message in Teams, uh, you can add people, of course, and go over to the scheduling assistant and see that nice little graph of people's availability. And that's the critical part, right? When we look at that, we can see that this team member, oh, no, they're not available. We're looking for that that gap to make sure that they have, uh, that, that they're free, <laughs> that we can all meet. Um, and, you know, side comment, make sure you give them a buffer. Like if you see that they're meeting, 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 and then, you know, just see if you can uh, schedule some time there. But anyway, this feature uh, will add some text below the person's name and it will tell you their local time when the meeting is going to occur. So I had this example this week where I had to schedule or at least tell some um, external party that this is when we'd like to meet and here my team members are available at this time. I could tell that my person in Perth was going to be they were available. They, they would have started work by then. My person in, in Brisbane is going to be around about lunchtime-ish um, and, and then my time, local time there. Super useful feature. Uh, but Daniel, uh, while you're passing your commentary on this, I'll just say that it, of course, doesn't show the time of people who are not within your organization. It doesn't show, like, if I'm yeah between you and I, I would not be able to see your availability. Which I could see how that would be useful, but I hmm. also see how that could be somewhat of an, uh, you know, I don't know if an invasion of privacy is the right word or the right phrase, but it, you know, it's kind of the same um, information around where I'm at, um, what's on my calendar, stuff like that, that people don't, don't um, share externally. I, yeah. I would, I would like to see some sort of way of sharing this externally, but, I'm okay with it default not being that way. And and I'm pretty sure, and you, I think you tested, it doesn't do that externally. So you're going to Correct. need to talk to yeah. somebody, right, internally uh, at that organization. <laughs> if you're wanting to meet with a bunch of people, just like you were talking about getting mm. on the phone and saying, hey, I, you know, here are all the people. 
can you help me figure out when their time would be when they'd be available? Um, yeah. Or, you know, or like, using the meeting poll or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We did have some ideas though, didn't we, about how it could potentially share a guest's time zone from outside your org. And I can't remember, Daniel, if this was a Skype for business feature, but you had the ability to to choose what level of information you wanted Mm -hmm. to share with an external contact. And I think one of them had to do with your your local time. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what, where this is being held, right? Is this being held in Teams? Is this Outlook? Like in your, in, you know, we're talking about this as being something that works in your organization. So, Mm. you know, it it can look at your time zones, but is that in your profile? Is that in exchange or is that in teams? You know, is this just bringing Mm. in from, I I, I don't know, um, you know, where it's looking. And the only reason why that means anything, because those things sync, right? The only reason why it matters is trying to decide how that could then be shared externally. Right. And what you just Mm. brought up with, with like Skype for business previously, um, you know, where would this need to be shared? The information be shared, but um, Mm. yeah, so it's not going to work external people, which would kind of be helpful, but uh, internally, especially uh, obviously for large organizations, this is where it's going to matter. Um, Mm. or organizations that are so dispersed that it's, you know, could be difficult, you know, figuring out what time zone, um, and how that applies. Actually, I say that. And then I'm like, you know what though? It's not just figuring out, it's remembering, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's scheduling a meeting and going, oh yeah, they're two hours behind me. And yeah. that's going to be like 7 a.m. Uh, that's not good. And I really need that person in the meeting because right. they're a key decision maker. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Great feature though. Great to see it. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if there, you know, there'll be improvements uh, based on feedback, <laughs> but I think it's really good. Uh, so this is uh, rolling out early February and expect to be complete in late April. Um, and next up, Mm. Uh, let's stick with uh, calendars still. Yeah. Yay. I'm so <laughs> excited about this one. Now get real-time calendar notifications in Teams. MC704955. Why is get not capitalized? But the other – anyway. Everything else. Um, so as the title tells you, you're going to have even more information in your team's activity feed. You don't have enough already? Well, then here comes some more. So you're going to, when you receive a meeting invite, you're going to get a notification in the activity feed. When there's an update to meetings. I forgot. We're going to play good cop, bad cop on this one. So you get to start with your bad cop comments. Okay, yeah, I'll be the good cop. Uh, when a meeting is updated, yep, there's going to be a notification when there's meeting cancellation. Yep. Notification meeting forward. Uh, if you organize a meeting and it gets forwarded by someone, yep. Notification. Um, normally that's held in outlook and that's where I like to keep it people. So I am not terribly excited about this. 
um, because I use my activity feed for things in teams <laughs> and I see meeting invites as a non teams thing. Uh, in fact, when meeting invites are sent, it has to sync to teams. Remember that when you send in a meeting invite, it goes to someone's inbox and in their email and then the calendar from your exchange gets synced to your team's calendar. Okay. So it's not even direct. Anyway, um, this is uh, more clutter. I'm not liking it. Uh, I know I can filter and all that jazz. And I don't know what Daryl's going to say. He's going to be good cop over there and says <laughs> best, best thing since sliced bread. But uh, to me, you know, this is taking, you know, what outlook does really well and trying to bring it into teams and clutter up my feet. Uh, that's my feeling. Uh, Daryl, would you like uh, maybe a couple seconds to tell your side and be wrong? Oh, does the, the gentleman from Nashville relinquish his time and um, give it back to the floor? I, um, I will give you three seconds. Oh, okay. I'm just joking. No. Go ahead. Hey, so Daniel, I think this is a great, good thing for those of us who have started to use Teams more for booking and managing meetings. We're already doing things. We actually just discussed this in the, in the, the message center message earlier uh, that we can schedule meetings and use our uh, scheduling assistant. And great to see that time there. So I'm doing this and. I will see meeting invites come in. I can see it in my activity feed. Great. Um, if I am the meeting organizer and I want to see those updates or um, people have changed some details about it, then I'll, I'll know about that too. Um, I, I think it's a good thing. I know that the activity feed is becoming, and I've always called it the inbox for teams uh, so that people can understand that's where you can go and catch up with your activity in your meetings. Uh, it is, there is going to be something in your notifications and activity settings where you can tune this to your liking. So I'm sensing, Daniel, that you'll turn yours off and I might leave mine on and look for other options. Um, but I think it's, it's a good All right. thing. All right, your time's up. Um, <clears throat> this is, this is, uh, this is team saying, how can we get rid of, inboxes, email. How can we, what are the things we can do to get rid of email? And they're bringing these notifications in activity feed to get you out of outlook, but they never will people because no, no, email no. will They're never reach you where you are. That's, that's no, that's no, all. this is, this is not where we are. We don't come to teams to look at meeting invites and to see, you know, updates to meet you. Look, you go to your email and I know people hate email. I get it, but email is not going away. It never will. Um, and it, it, because te not everybody uses teams and externally you can't well, the, anyway. The calendar is pretty good in Outlook too. No, it, right. it is. It, it is way better in Outlook than it is in teams. And again, mm. it's the source of truth because it has to sync to teams. So there's even a delay anyway. Oh, uh, uh, I was going to say that too. This is a side comment. How many of you know that, that uh, teams, content is actually stored in your inbox so you know when you talked about it synchronizing that the yeah. invite comes in and it's and it's synchronized well that's because the team's content's there already too just thought i'd throw that in there 
Anyway, standard release is nice. getting this mid February, uh, expected late February. So get ready to turn this off, everyone, because that's the time frame you'll need to uh, to do Not that. Everyone. Not everyone. Everyone but Daryl as a service. Everyone that is everyone is Daniel Daniel style of working. The right way. All right, Daryl. Let's (laughs) go to the car. I want to talk about teams in my automobile, sir. You do? Okay. Well we can do that. Uh, this this is all about providing an equal experience to Android users. Um Join meetings and make calls via the Teams mobile on Android Auto, MC70-5349. It is kind of like your Teams device within uh, your car. All right. No, so I'll back it up. We, we um, have CarPlay for Apple, and uh, for a little while we've had that ability to make and receive calls and teams and that teams integration, even join meetings and see some of that content there. This is about bringing that same experience into Android auto. So if you have uh, an Android auto device in your car that provides um, your ability to, as the screenshot show, uh, start up Spotify or uh, kick off the Google maps in there or make calls that are directly integrated with your phone, then you'll also be able to see teams in there um, as an option. So this uh, means that you can you know, jump in and see your meetings. Now, oh, okay, I've got to say this at the start, and this was something you picked up on, Daniel. What what should we be doing when we're in the car? Driving. <laughs> Driving, yeah. <laughs> so with these cool things that we can do on different panels like this, whatever yep. your preference of OS um yeah then make sure you're driving first and checking these sorts of details when it's safe to do so like when your car's not rolling yep um but yeah cool. or, wh- Meeting or maybe list. you're maybe you're in the back seat while your driver is driving and you you can have them you know click the button to wow. answer the phone back i don't seat, know like they're reaching right up and right they're like <laughs> oh, let me get that for you um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, this is one of those, it's kind of borderline. We, you know, uh, I, I just had a conversation in my car, uh, today while I was driving and, mm-hmm. uh, it was a conversation where they were, the person was telling me some technical things. It wasn't work related, but it was telling me some technical things and some procedure things and like do step a BC. And then there was some term I'm like, Oh, I want to write that down but I'm on the interstate and I'm like, should I grab my phone and start typing? No, I should not. Mm -mm -mm. And I sit there going, I I and I I told her, told the lady on the phone. I said, I think I got the gist of what you're saying, but could you please email me uh, some details because I'm in the car and I'm not, I'm not going to be able to write that down. I I feel like this is fine. You know, as, as long as you treat these meetings, as, as, as a telephone conversation, uh, you know, personally, I, I think that's the big deal here. I have seen people and you probably have to join teams meetings with video on and yep. they're driving down the road, you know, and they're talking, they're looking at the phone, talking to you and you're like, what do you what? No, Hang up. I'm, I'm done Stop with it. this meeting. I'm not going to be yeah. privy to you crashing into somebody. 
Hang up Hopefully now. they're not presenting and and uh, talking right. to an audience and looking for audience. As you can see right here on the screen <laughs> is <laughs> PowerPoint Live. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So When's, um, uh, look, yeah. It, it, I mean, they're, they're they're good features to at least be able to, as Daniel said, to join the call, be a meeting participant. It integrates with Teams. That I think that's that's the key thing and. Hmm. Being able to make those calls via that that system, um, and I think also another way of thinking of this too is that you know you might have a team's landline number that the work work has provided to you, and uh, you're making use of that because that's the way you take calls. Hmm. Um, this is this is this is standard release rolling out February 2024. Expected to be complete March 2024. I've got no idea what you would have to do to update this in your car, whether you have to install the app or not. I, I'm not privileged enough to even have Apple Play, let alone Android Auto. <laughs> Apple CarPlay is what I meant to say. Mm. Yeah. Well, Can you imagine, though, Daniel, those new dashes that they've talked about, and I think Android and Apple are working mm -hmm. on this, where it's like full dash. Have you seen those in some of those yes. cars that they're planning for the E? Ugh. Like so... What are they going to display there? Seriously, I don't know. I feel meeting. like we need, and I'm not trying to be the, the you know grumpy old man or whatever, but I feel yes, like we I feel like we need to go back to when everything was simpler in a car. You know, this all these screens and it it just makes people want to touch and so to I, do things and to fiddle and you know some you know some, I've seen the video games in Teslas crank, crank and to start the car up and. Okay, maybe not that far, but I, not you that know, far all of these screens, it, it, we have a screen on our phone and our face all the time and, and having these in our car, people want to play. And I, I, they're saying distracted driving is increasing. And I think I know why. Just saying. I think I know why. Because <laughs> of all the screens. <laughs> yes. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you, everyone, for being here and for watching and listening Make sure you give us a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. Smash that like button and subscribe, please. And share out. Give us some comments. Love the comments from the past several of our shows. We'd love to interact with you. So please give us comments or hit us up on the socials, all the socials that matter. Daryl, what is our handle on all those socials that matter? 365MCS. You remembered... I hope everyone out there in TV land remembered as well and radio land. We're on TV, what? right? Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's episode 317, Daryl. I'm calling it. Yep. Putting it in the books. We're done. We're done. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> that's a big pause. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you. I better cut that. Right.